For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Perfect. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is Sam, host of the Against the Grain. Today is December 3rd, 2020. Um, got a few things to talk about today. And as I start moving towards doing more presentations and things, just kind of sticking with the audio for now. Um, first things first, um, Nikki Nax. I do a local traveling surf shop. Um, K-N-I-K-K-I, K-N-A-C-K-S. Um, I collect donations from the community. I sell them for thrift shop prices, take a little bit for grass and groceries, and the rest of it I donate right back to the community, things like the food bank, um, things like community projects, anybody in the community that's in need, because going forward there are more and more businesses being bankrupt on the daily. Um, it's starting to get pretty bad, so I'm trying to really hammer hammer out my my own efforts to start making things accessible and available um for prices that people can afford while at the same time uh being able to set some money aside for myself to be able to put you know food on my own family's table because while we really don't need much um we still need a bit here for gas and groceries and you know things because i can't really huh i would love more land so i'd be able to grow my own wheat and stuff but that's just not feasible so Maybe one day, maybe one day that'll be what it'll be. And then obviously giving back to the community that is in need, um, bringing back that anarchy style community living, uh, volunteerism, really starting to make uh, those things accessible and starting to heal our communities that way by uh, starting to put the money where the mouth is. Um, hello, Paul. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. I hope you can hear me. Um, other thing is I'm starting to consider doing Zoom classes. Well, not so much Zoom classes, just um, Zoom meeting or maybe a secondary podcast or something once during the week um, outside of the radio show, uh, which is just a little more direct, but something outside. Okay, perfect. Can hear me. Awesome. Um, something outside of that to start working on more natural law. Um, uh, start working on uh, starting to explore ourselves, uh, things like that, starting to explore things like uh, dreams, looking at occulted information, digging a little deeper into things like Kabbalah, digging into law, uh, things like that. I know you can do a lot of interesting stuff. Um, what, what, Brian Parker, I think his show is still on Sundays. If you want to tell, pop over to Tactical Sovereignty. Um, they do a live call-in thing every Sunday evenings or afternoons, so far as I can remember. I've been on there a couple times, and he's been doing that for a few years, so make sure you pop over there and check it out. I recently done got done our local farmer's market website, which is really exciting. I have been spending a lot of time digging more into learning computer stuff, because in time, I want to be just as effective and uh, efficient as um, uh, effective and efficient as uh, hunting for deer and being able to make clothes out of the you know the the skin and things and be able to grow a garden 
as effective as I am is being able to communicate with community, um, start working on spiritual work and be able to really start digging into computer stuff because whether we like it or not, our technology is taking a big leap um, forward. So it's a good thing to start learning how to operate both on and off the computer, um, particularly using things like HTML, CSS, uh, learning how to work dark web and stuff like that. I'll need a desktop computer for um, now that I've started working a little more on websites and I'm starting to learn a little bit more websites, um, again, I'm putting a shout out for anybody out there that I am looking for a um, computer programmer, like um, somebody who's good with websites in order to be able to build my e-commerce website for alternative people where you don't have to worry about being kicked off um, for selling, you know, detox bath bombs. That's been my dream for a while and I've got everything ready to go pretty much. I just need somebody to help me do the website design. Um, this would be a paid gig because I'd like to get up a GoFundMe going or a Kickstarter or something um, where people can donate money uh, in order to be able to um, get something in exchange for the first year or so, depending on how much they donate and be able to have a website where they don't have to get nickeled and pennied and dimed and stuff to death like Etsy, but at the same time makes it a smaller, more niche version of Etsy where we don't have to worry about, again, being kicked off of Etsy for a detox bath bomb with these insane um, rules that are coming down, be able to start our own cryptocurrency, be able to build our own communities uh, because this is how things are going to go. We're going to get pushed more and more out of society. So we need to start building our own communities and start leaning on each other. Um, because as nice as it would be to think that everybody is going to pull their head out of their ass and in a collective uh, motion, um, say no to this crap, that they say no to the abuse, say no to the, the gaslighting, say no to the narcissism, say no collectively and start working to heal each other and start working to heal ourselves and move away from the complete domineering control that's coming forward uh, by the new world order, um, which now our leaders are saying that apparently Justin Trudeau is saying now that we weren't on schedule for a grade three set, now that too many people, they're letting too many things slip. Um, they're telling us too many things and they do these things where they can't, the, the elite that are out there, the dark occultists, um, dark Satanists, whatever you want to, Luciferians, whatever you want to call them, the people who are running this, this um, increasingly shithole planet uh, because people are just letting things slide in the aggregate. They like to let us know what they're doing in symbolism and all this other stuff. And you can check out like Michael Tessarion, you can check out like Mark Passio, you can check out a lot of these people. Um, there's a lot more people out there that are starting to talk about these things. There's a lot more psychology out there that's starting to talk about these things. Um, they don't really like to do anything unless they tell us that they're going to be doing it first. And then if they tell us that they're doing it, even though they're kind of really messed up in that way, that they'll tell us that they're going to do something. And so long as we don't object to it um, or work effectively to say no, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. And even though it's not real consent, because with real consent, it has to be voluntary. Um, you have to be educated on all the options. Like you can't just omit things. And then, you know, with like a, the law of contracts. I'm just going to close that, that link is starting to talk to me here. I can't hear myself think when I've got them talking. 
But anyway, um, yeah, like it's like the law of contracts. You can't have things omitted from a contract. Like I can't say like we you you have to have two consenting parties and they have to have a meeting of the minds, and there has to be an offer, there has to be an acceptance, and there has to be um, oh, what's the word for it? Something of value that's exchanged between two people. Um, I can't think of the word of it for right now. I'm just kind of having a brain for it. A little bit tired this week. Things have been very good on our end. Um, it's just a lot of work, a lot of work, and uh, starting to burn out just a wee bit uh, with doing all this stuff. But it's it's going to be worth it in the end. It's going to be. I look forward to the uh, fruits of my labor starting to result. But anyway, um, you can't like uh, for example. Um, I, you need a fence painted and you ask me to paint your fence for a hundred dollars and like I can renegotiate, I can say, well, I'll do it for 120 and then we could agree or we could keep negotiating until, um, one of us, uh, we either both agree or neither of us agree. Um, but you can't say, oh, well, you'll paint my fence for a hundred dollars. And then I'm like, okay. And then you're just like, oh, but you only have an hour to do it after I start painting it, you know, and then I get done and he's like, oh, but you only had an hour to do it. And because you didn't do it in that hour, I'm only going to give you like $70 instead. Like, that's not how it works. Like, had I known that I had to get it done in a certain amount of time or else I would be making less or something. Had I known that up front, then I could have decided whether or not I wanted to engage in the contract or not. If I wanted to voluntarily, you know, um, have an agreement with you, but you can't come up with those things afterward. You can't come up with those silly things afterward and be like, Oh, well, I didn't know, you know, it's, it doesn't, or like it, it doesn't work like that. Everything has to be laid out on the table. You have to have the meeting of the minds. I remember I was watching, was it Judge Judy, I think it was? I think it was Judge Judy. Um, yeah, or was it Hot Bench? There's a few Judge shows that I watch. There's Hot Bench, there's Judge Judy, there's um, Judge Matheson. There's a couple of really good ones. Um, but I remember I was watching the show the one time, and that lady at the bench, I uh, don't remember which one, but the, whoever was on the bench was saying the biggest problem that they have when they've got people come through court, the biggest problem they have people is they don't have a meeting of the minds. Not everything is laid on the table. Not everything is said. Not everything is, you know, put out in clear, concise, um words and terms in order for everybody to be able to agree and be happy um they're they're not they're not i'm trying to find the words for it today like i can think of the emotions for it but i can't find the words for it they're they're not like coming to in a complete agreement they're coming at it with different intentions that's the word I was, they're coming at it with different intentions and they're walking away each thinking that they're getting something, but they don't actually know what they're getting because they didn't actually have the same intentions when they came into this contract and they omit things and change things and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's a big problem when people come to court is they did not have a meeting of the minds. And these people who are running this planet, they're running the show, that's the thing that they're doing. They're not having a real meeting of the minds when you sign up for these rules, even though you're not really signing up, but you kind of are. 
Um, they, they have to tell you that they're going to do something and they don't care if you actually have a meeting in the mind or not. They don't care if you actually knew the ins and outs of your actions. They don't, they don't care if like, you know, they, they really mess you over. They don't care so long as they told you and you decided to go along with it, even though they could have been totally lying to your face. But as long as you go along with it, that's, that's good enough for them. And it's kind of really twisted. It's like, for these vaccine trials, it's like it's these COVID vaccine trials. It's just wild to see that people are going into these vaccine trials and they're getting these um, adverse effects that pharmaceutical companies aren't covering. And I don't think people even thought to read the fine print of that, why they didn't. But I mean, that's a whole other story. They're obviously failing um, school. Our, our schools are failing. That's what, I, that's what I meant to say. Our schools are failing at teaching people um, basics of contract law. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why they don't want you to learn these things in school. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, that, you know, when you're signing up for something experimental, if something happens to you, they should be covering it. They should be. Because, I mean, if you're going to be taking their medicine and stuff for it if something happens out of that i mean i should be covered right wrong these pharmaceuticals are not covering you they're telling you that this is all on your own risk it's all your own risk and if you decide to do this and something bad happens to you well that's just up for you we're not going to cover it and it's really really interesting to see that like you know they're getting people to sign paperwork. Oh, I'm going to assume, like, I'm not going to confirm or deny this. I'm going to assume. It, it might not be a correct assumption, but I'm going to assume that these people who are getting these COVID vaccines are signing something um, in order to be able to get these vaccines. I highly doubt they're just going to roll up an office and they're going to be like, hey, you want a vaccine? Yeah, why not? They're going to have to go for something with them and uh, get them to do something, sign something, anything um, that these people aren't reading the fine print. It's just, it's, it's really interesting. It's like, um, everything is based on contracts. Like everything. And we, people do not understand how important contracts are, especially when we have an entire society based on maritime law. We have an entire society based on old Roman law and persons and, you know, personas and all this other stuff, like the law of the sea. Like the more you dig deep into these things, um, the more you'll start to understand that this entire system has literally been made to be make-believe. I mean, persona, like that's, that's an ancient word. Well, it's a really old word. And like the, the, the etymology of it is basically like, it, it's like a mask. It's, it's a person. There's two different persons in law. There's the natural person, which is the human being. And then there's the juridical person which in law um, can be given rights and duties just like a natural person can, but it's literally a legal, that's what they call it, a legal fiction. I mean, if that doesn't, if that isn't telling enough that they call it a legal fiction, like a, what is a fiction? It's a make-believe thing. Like our whole system is make-believe. It, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy, literally. Like it's, it's like you know, you're reading a storybook. There's more truth in storybooks than there is our whole system in a lot of times, because our system, our entire system, is make believe. It's the all caps name. 
So, I mean, for all those people making fun of people who believe in the sky daddy or the worm god or whatever, I mean, there's more proof of that existing than there is, you know, juridical persons and their, their whole system. It's, it's just as, it's just as silly that some people don't believe in an external or internal source of creation that, you know, they're more than willing to believe in the religion of government and the religion of um, maritime law as though it was their creator and their source. It's, it's wild stuff. That's, that's another rant for another time. But, uh, yeah, like these, these whole things are on contracts and these people are, as long as they tell you what they're doing, um, they can just do whatever they want. They can just do whatever they want. So it's, it's about time we start learning these things and we start bringing these things back and um, start really paying attention to what's really going on um, and start breaking the chains of abuse. And, you know, I find that really interesting because I, I have been reading a lot of Harry Potter lately. And if you guys have not read the Harry, Body, Harry Potter series, like, there's a reason why these books were so big. Like, when I was growing up, I think I started reading the first book in, what was it, grade five or something? And I didn't really have a love for reading back then. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really care for reading. I just wanted to play video games and hang out with my friends. And I didn't really have any friends. So I was quite bullied quite a lot growing up. Um, all through elementary school, all through high school. Like, it just, ugh, I, if I could have been homeschooled, I would have much rather been homeschooled. I'm not going to lie. I did not have a lot of very good experiences in school. Um, and I'm going to get into some bullying and isolation stuff here right away. I just want to talk about this first. But um, like there's, there's a reason why these books are so big. And it, there's a lot of allegories in these books and a lot of comparisons uh, to the things that are going on today that Nothing against the movies. You can watch the movies and they do have a lot of really important bits here or there that are um very spiritual um very like magical very very real very true um but they just don't don't quite do justice to the books there's there's a lot of stuff missing out of the books that i find highly relevant and highly important um that if people would just sit down and read them and just really think about that kind of stuff and not just read it for entertainment, like, it, it's, these, these things mean something, like, I'm only halfway through book number five, so I don't know how things are going to end, so I'm not going to give too many spoilers, and I mean, for anybody who's listening to this that has read the books, I mean, you already know what I'm talking about, or maybe I can bring some new light to something that you haven't thought of before, but there's a couple points in the books that I really want to bring forward that I find particularly interesting, um, just reading through number four, um, having finished it not too long ago, like one, two, and three are, are quite important. Um, but number four really struck me uh, as important when Hermione, the little witch who's friends with uh, Ron and Harry, um, the little wizards, they go to the school called Hogwarts. And it's like a little witch and wizard school where... <clears throat> Hello, guest number six. So they go to school and it's like, it's just, it's like this big castle out in like the middle of nowhere and it's enchanted where nobody can see. And there's a clear divide between um, regular people and uh, witches and wizards. And without too many spoilers, I really encourage you guys to read those books. They're so good. 
Um, Hermione starts this endeavor to free house elves. So in one of the books, I think it's the second or the third one, we get introduced to this little house elf called Dobby. And he's in the Malfoy family and has been in, you know, then his little house elf family or how family has been in this family to serve the Malfoys for generations. But this little house elf, I'm oh, sorry, I got something stuck on my lip here. Anyway, this little house elf, um, he wants to be free. And he is forced to be a slave to this family until he gets a piece of clothing that signifies that he's free. So basically, there's a whole bunch of fuckery that goes down. And in the end, Harry sneaks a sock into a book. Um, and Lucius Malfoy, um, Lucius's son, Draco, is a enemy to Harry. They kind of are, he's just a bully. Malfoy is a really, like, Draco is just a really big bully. He's in a different, um, house team of Hogwarts. Like, Hogwarts has, like, four different house teams, uh, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor. And Harry is in Gryffindor, and Draco is in Slytherin. And kind of how that school got started is, like, there was four friends who decided to create a school, and each one had a different personality, and they each made a different house. And kind of the Slytherins are kind of like the shady, really intelligent, kind of sneaky people, and the Gryffindors are very brave, the Ravenclaws are very intelligent, and the Hufflepuffs are just really friendly and accepting. Um, but there's a lot of issues with... Uh, epigenetics and all this other stuff and i'll talk about that another time i'm just gonna stick with this one uh for now it's really really interesting but anyway harry eventually gets lucius and tricks him into giving dobby a piece of clothing a sock okay oh apparently there's no sound i have no idea what's going on sometimes there's sound sometimes there's not i don't know um. <clears throat> Everybody else can hear me okay? Yes? No? Take a sec. I don't know if it's my headphones or what. Maybe I'll just have to use the phone next time. Okay. Okay, good. Everybody can hear me. Awesome. I thought I just wanted to need. Anyway, okay. So back to Dobby. Um, Harry gets Lucius to give him a sock, which essentially frees Dobby. And Dobby is so excited. He's like, oh, my God, I'm finally free. Thank you, Harry. Like, this is so amazing. Like, blah, blah, blah. This is just absolutely incredible. The only thing that made me really sad in the movies is they killed Dobby off trying to save Harry. And that kind of sucks because I really like Dobby. <laughs> really like Dobby. But anyway, um, so... Then we move on into later in the books, and that's number four and number five. I'm trying to think. I've just been reading, so all the books have been blending together. But um, I don't know. Somewhere later. Oh, no, that's, that's number four. That's number four as well. 
Number three, Dobby gets freed. Number four, we meet another little house elf named Winky. And the Minister of Magic, I think, is... I can't remember his name. But there's somebody who's really important. Barty, Barty Croft or something. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Every, anybody who's a Harry Potter fan is probably just, lift, just laughing at me so hard right now. But um, he has this issue like they go to like everybody goes to like this big quidditch uh game and then we meet this other little house elf winky who's part of the this um this minister's family that she's serving and then she doesn't listen to him and he frees her with a with a sock or whatever he gives her a piece of clothing and she is so incredibly distraught so incredibly distraught um, after this whole big Death Eaters showdown goes down and it's just a big old mess. Um, he frees this little house elf and this little house elf is just heartbroken, just heartbroken. Like that was her life's passion was to serve this family that her family had served for a generation, for generations. So going forward and skipping a whole bunch of stuff, um, we find out that like Hogwarts has like a whole bunch of elves, elves that we didn't even know were even there. And Hermione um, has an issue with the slavery of house elves. And she starts this little club kind of thing, SPEW, to try and eventually free the house elves because she thought, well, maybe there's going to, there are going to be like Dobby where Dobby wants his freedom. And the other house elves end up thinking that Dobby's crazy. Cause like Winky, when, uh, Hermione and Ron and um, Harry, when they meet Winky before she all this crap goes down and, they, and uh, all this she gets freed, they meet her and she's just like, oh, Dobby's kind of lost his damn mind. Like he's trying to get work and he wants to be paid for his work. House elves don't do that. House elves don't do that. They don't go and choose their work and they sure as hell don't get paid for it. And she's just like, he's lost his mind. And then they find out that there's all these house elves at Hogwarts and Winky is there and Dobby is there and Dobby gets paid by Dumbledore to be there because Dumbledore's totally cool with it. He's just like, if all these house elves wanted to be freed, like, you know, it's like he, he, he'd be like, whatever, we'll just pay them. It doesn't matter. If they want to be paid, we'll pay them. If they want to work, you know, and work, then they'll work. It's, it's whatever. Because like Dumbledore is just the chillest fucking dude. He is the ultimate Zen. He's the best guy ever. But anyway, Hermione is constantly trying to free these house elves and they ended up getting into an argument with these house elves because Hermione went in there and she was like, okay, let's try and free you and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't you guys want to be free? And they actually got insulted and they kicked her out of the kitchen because these little house elves, they work in the kitchen and they clean the castle and they change the sheets and do all that stuff. They're like little maids and little nannies and whatever. But they actually got insulted to the point that they kicked her out of the kitchen. And in book number five, because she knows if they pick up a piece of clothing, she knows if they pick up a piece of clothing, whether they want to or not, if they pick up a piece of clothing, they'll be freed. So she's trying to make all these little hats and sweaters and socks and stuff and put them all over the castle. And Dobby ends up having a conversation with Harry and he's just kind of like, okay, like I'm wearing all like he, he was wearing like 10 little hats or something that Hermione has made. And Harry found out that Dobby has been the one picking up all these little clothes and the other house elves won't clean the castle anymore. 
because Hermione keeps leaving all this stuff laying around, hoping that they'll pick it up and they'll free. And they're scared that they don't want to be free. They're scared they're going to be freed if they pick up these clothes. So they actually stop cleaning. And Dobby's the one cleaning the whole damn castle. And it's kind of, oh, cool. Yay, happy to have you here, Red. And it, it's really interesting. It's like if you sit here and you think about this and you're reading about these things and you compare it to things that are going on today with like this whole COVID shit and how like it doesn't matter how many facts you throw at people's faces. It doesn't matter how much freedom you throw at these people. Like they just don't want to be free. They just don't want to. The, the whole concept, the whole idea of being free is just a complete foreign idea like it's just it just doesn't work like you know what i'm saying it's it's the most interesting thing the most interesting thing and it's just wild when you think about it absolutely wild because it's like i hate to say it but like a lot of society are like little house elves <laughs> they're comfortable and happy with their freedom they're comfortable and happy with their freedom and i mean obviously they complain at their tables that they're not making enough money for their fancy toys or whatever yeah, their their people are getting sick and we won't listen to science. Exactly. If people are getting sick and we won't listen to science. I mean, science is saying like masks really aren't that good for you. They work in some instances, in some cases, and with some things, but when it comes to viruses and stuff, like if you wear one, you're just gonna get even more sick. Like the only time masks really work is if you're actively sick, actively coughing, if you're actively sick and infected with something and you put a mask on yourself. So that when you're coughing, that shit stays in your mask, which is great for other people. So long as you're actually, you know, cleaning yourself, like washing your hands before you go in the grocery store. Like if you got like a cold or something and you have to go to the grocery store, you can't not go to the grocery store. You need groceries and you wear a mask and you go in and you wash your hands and you don't touch anything and that kind of stuff. Like, yes, then yes, that works. The only problem is like wearing that wet mask on your face is going to keep that that crap in there and it's going to make you even more sick but for the five minutes you're in the grocery store if you're actively sick it does help but if you're not actively sick it's just harming you it just is and people can say it's not but there's a lot of science that says it is and people are not listening yeah we're not listening to it and they're calling us trash whores because we're being selfish we're being selfish according to society we're being selfish which makes really no sense um we can say we're being selfish but these are also the same people who a year ago were telling us that some people need to work when they're sick because they have bills to pay and they weren't willing to help their neighbor pay their bills when they're sick so they could stay home but they could definitely let them defend them to go out in public in order to get everybody else sick because they have bills to pay, but then get mad because they're sick. It's just quite a conundrum. People are very confused, I find. People are very, very confused, which is rather unfortunate. But yeah, going back to these house sales, you guys got to read the books. I'm going to say this a million times, but you got to read the books. And it's just the, the people are comfortable in their slavery, just like these little house elves are. They are comfortable in their slavery, and they are entirely happy with it. The very mention of being free will insult them. They'll insult them. They'll call you selfish. They'll call you this. They'll call you, like Red was saying, calling trash whores. Don't deserve to die since we don't want to wear a mask and go to the Dollar General. It's just like, this is, whoa, this is next level stuff. And it's like, you know, I was talking about Holla Demore last week and how, 
you know, those, those trains of thought led to a lot of people dying and it is what kind of a brief of what happened there. I mean, a lot of these people, they're comfortable. They're, they're, they're comfortable enough in their abuse and their slavery that they're willing to perpetuate and kill other people simply because they're different than them. It's, it's quite interesting. But the other point of the Harry Potter books that I want to talk about is book number five. Um, between book number four and book number five. So book number four, Voldemort comes back. <clears throat> Harry, they have this big Triwizard tournament in between or with all the schools, and they basically compete and uh, try to uh, do these tasks and win this cup kind of thing. See, which, who, who's, whose student is best out of the three schools? It's, it's, a, it's like a, an Olympic competition between three schools. But the very last, the very last task, they have to go into this maze and get this golden cup or whatever. And um, so Harry and Cedric get to the end. They touch the golden cup, and it turns out that this golden cup is a porthole key um, that was placed there by uh, Barty Crouch's son, who was a dark wizard who was serving Voldemort, and he was in Azkaban, and he got out. Um, and he was living with Barty Crouch, and that's why Winky got let go, is because she let Barty go, um, because he wasn't supposed to go. And it, it's this whole mask up of fuckery. But anyway, um, this, this Barty Crouch's son turn, it, um, disguises himself as the dark arts teacher for the year, basically sets Harry up, uh, turns this golden cup into a porthole key, so Cedric and Harry um zip to this other place and then Voldemort and what the hell is his name one of his servants he used to be friends with like um Harry's dad and his godfather and there's too much to explain right now but go read the books you'll understand <clears throat> so they just roll out and they, they they the first thing they do is like kill the other one so they kill Cedric boom like he's dead that's it <clears throat> there is no coming back. There was no chance of fighting and he's just dead. So they bring Voldemort back and then Harry and Voldemort had like a wand fight and it's all this mess. Harry is able to teleport back with the poor key with Cedric's body and obviously it's not good. I die at school doing the Triwizard Tournament and then Dumbledore they had like a big meeting after in the great hall and Dumbledore was just like, listen, like the ministry doesn't want me telling you this. Nobody wants me telling you this. Um, but in honor of Cedric's memory, I'm going to tell you this because I want to tell you the truth. Yeah. Harry Potter's is good. Yes, they're really good. Um, I'm going to, he's like, I'm just going to tell you guys the truth. This is how it is. Um, Voldemort's back and he murdered Cedric. And this shit ain't good. Like, I mean, Dumbledore doesn't talk like that. He's just the most, he's just like such, such like a Buddhist priest. This man is so chill. It's so great. I love it. He's just so Zen. But he's just like, yeah, this, this is how it is. And uh, they go home for the summer. And then Harry is with his aunt and uncle, who he hates because they treat him like shit. Absolute shit. Because they don't like wizards. So, I mean, it's like that half-blood other race bullshit it's it's so silly the way they treat him but um so then he is getting in a fight with his cousin because they were at the park and they were walking home or whatever and he was getting in a fight with his cousin because harry was just you know being beaky because him and his cousin don't get along because well 
for the reasons I just stated. Um, and then these Dementors show up out of nowhere. They just show up out of nowhere. And they attack Harry and his cousin. And then Harry pulls some magic, which is not simple magic. He learns this, I think, in book four. He learns this, this magic, which is extremely advanced for his age. But he learned it from the Dark Arts teacher from that book because of the things that were going on. Um, so he learns it and he, he performs this charm uh, to get rid of these Dementors. These Dementors are these soul suckers and they like suck the happiness out of you. And if they try to like do their Dementor kiss, they literally suck the soul out of you. So you're just a shell. There's nothing left. It's just, it's, it's worse than death kind of thing that's what everybody says it's just it's just pure hell um so these dementors are trying to do the kiss harry gets them away and then the old lady that he thought was just an old lady for like that was really annoying talking about her cats and stuff all these years was a squib she's like she can't use magic but she can understand and she knows about magic and like dumbledore had her and a bunch a whole bunch of other people following him around all summer didn't keep eye on him because they know shit was going down and uh yeah, so Harry gets back to the house with um, Dudley, and he gets expelled from school. He gets a letter. He gets expelled from school. Then he gets a letter saying that Dumbledore is there talking to them. Then he says the letter saying that there's a hearing and blah, blah, blah. And it's just he has his team of people show up and kind of take him away, and they go hide out in Sirius Black's old house, and all this stuff goes down. Joining the Order of the Phoenix, it's like a secret club kind of thing, secret society that they have that's going to fight Voldemort that they're bringing back because they know Voldemort is back because he didn't really die the first time. They thought he was gone, but he wasn't really gone. Um, so then he goes to this hearing. Harry shows up at this hearing with Arthur Weasley, which is Ron's dad. Um, and the minister, Fudge, he change the time of the the change the time and the location of the hearings it was supposed to be in a different spot in the ministry building but then they changed it and they put it in like the dungeons and they changed it from just a simple hearing with like a couple people to like a full-on criminal trial like a full-on criminal trial of like a teenage boy still in school who used magic to save him and his cousin's life, which normally wouldn't have been a big deal because even their own law says that if you use magic in an extra circumstance, like in an extraordinary circumstance to save like your life, the life of another witch or wizard or the life of a muggle, they'll let it slide. But like they try to nail Harry by changing the time and the location so that he would be late and that he would show up entirely unprepared for this hearing. Um, but Dumbledore has his back and Dumbledore was there super early and brought a witness for Harry because they tried to screw him. They tried to break the law to screw him. And like Dumbledore, uh, bye Red, I'll see you another time. Um, so Dumbledore totally, um, calls them on their shit and he's just like, you know, like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Because they were trying to make a comment about um, making rules to satisfy whatever. And then Dumbledore's like, well, clearly you're holding a full criminal trial for what something that was just a hearing matter. Like, this this is kind of a little far. 
And then they're like, oh, snap. So, I mean, he brought in the witness and they kind of had to rule in his favor. So then they try to bring in a ministry uh, person into the dark arts who essentially tries to take over the school and all this other stuff. But isn't it interesting when I was reading this part, is it not interesting that the minister for the Ministry of Magic, like the head minister, whatever it is, is Cornelia Fudge, Cornelius Fudge, like is trying to break the law just to hold this one kid accountable for something that they don't want to believe is actually happening. And like they, this, the whole book is about the ministry not believing that Voldemort is back. Like they don't want to believe it. They just don't want to believe it. And like when Harry goes back to school because they tried to expel him, but he did, they did rule in his favor. So he goes back to school and uh, they're in the hall and Hermione, like it was after he got into the fight with Umbridge or whatever. Um, this this minister lady, I think I think that's when it happened. Is after the fight he had with her, and he was just kind of upset. He's like, nobody wants to believe me. Like, Seismus doesn't want to believe me. Like, all these other people don't want to believe me. And Hermione is just like, Kay, like I hate to be an ass, but you kind of got to look at it from their perspective. When you and Cedric and everyone, Victor and this other girl, when you guys went into the maze, like when you and Cedric came out, you came out with a cop in Cedric's body. Nobody saw what you saw. And the only witness that was there is dead. So like, we don't know what happened. You never told anybody what happened. And then we all went home right after because this was kind of a big deal. And then everybody had the newspaper feeding them for two months that you are crazy. You were losing your damn mind and Dumbledore was losing his mind. Like he got let go of like two or three positions that he was held in. And now the ministry is trying to implement people to take over the school because they all think you're crazy. They all think you're totally nuts. So like, can you really blame them? And like, it really struck home. Like it really hit home with what's going on today. Like how many people like, even when fed the facts, they're not willing to look at things. And they're not willing to question things. They're just going to take what the newspaper says because that's what the newspaper says. Like, it's just, oh, man, like the parallels. Like, I just, it was blowing my mind. And I'm only halfway through the book. I'm excited to get the other, this half done and the other two done. But it's like, wow, like the parallels. Like, J.K. Rowling was like spot on, spot on with this stuff because like, things are going down now that it's just like wow like it's just people it doesn't matter what evidence people are throwing out there the government has such a fucking hold on people such a hold on people that they're outright refusing to believe absolutely anything absolutely anything like it's just like how many more small businesses need to be destroyed like i just pulled up this article here a couple days ago and like this is from the uh CKOM uh, 620CKRM.com and look at this article I'll post it here 296 overdose deaths reported in Saskatchewan so far in 2020 and this is from October 30th guys this is from October 30th here I'm going to post that there for you you guys can check that out um, scrolling down where was this uh, a total of 296 deaths so far in 2020. That's almost a death per day. 
in Saskatchewan. According to the report, there have been 122 confirmed deaths from overdose due to illicit drugs and 174 suspected deaths from January 1st to October 12, 26th. A suspected death means the evidence and circumstances surrounding the death indicate an overdose. And we're, when we scroll down, there were 171 deaths in 28, which was the previous record. 171 in 2018, which was the previous record. We now have 296 in Saskatchewan. Like, holy fuck. Excuse the language, but wow, you guys. Like, I, 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 I am messed up with that. Like, there's articles coming out where there are elder, like, NMBC, uh, NMBC, whatever this is, hidden COVID-19 health crisis. Elderly people are dying from isolation. Um, happened to a friend of mine, actually, her great aunt. Um, I was on the phone with her. Um, she runs Freedom Revolution Network. You guys can pop over there and check that out. Um, they got a bunch of shows over there. I worked with her when we were doing Freedomizer Radio with Dave. That was such a good experience. And then she decided to start her own network. And I just at that point decided to go it alone because I didn't quite have the time to commit because um, we were coming in the summer and I was quite busy. So in order to be on the network, you kind of have to be a little more consistent. Obviously, I took like a half a year break and that doesn't really fly with a network. Um, I know she would be accommodating, but. I mean, it just, it's not fair to anybody else who's also on a network um, to have to take like a half a year break or, you know, not be consistent. I can do whatever time I want. But um, her great aunt was in the nursing home and nobody was allowed to visit. And then when they were finally allowed to visit, her parents had literally gone gotten the PPE that they needed that day in order to go visit. And I was on the phone with her and she said, oh, my mom's calling. I'll call you back. And I go on Facebook 15 minutes later, and her aunt had died. They had just got the stuff that day to go visit her. She died in just a couple months from loneliness, just from loneliness. Like, people are so disconnected, and it's really starting to cause people to go absolutely insane. It's starting to cause people to commit suicide. I saw there was... A news story today, I had the link up here, but I shut it off because it started talking to me mid-podcast. Mid but there was a kid down, down in California. Um, this boy shot himself, shot himself with a gun. It was a registered gun. His dad was a registered gun owner. It's not like he was some criminal, and this kid got a gun off the black market. Um, shot himself during a Zoom call with his friends. Like, shot himself in his head. His sister heard and she rushed over and saw that he shot himself like there are people killing themselves and mass i mean this isn't even like we haven't even gotten the vaccine yet that's going to start killing people but like people are killing themselves like en mass because of the torture that they're being dealt and yes torture is a heavy word and i am using that word because isolation is a torture method Using, like, not being able to visit anybody, not being able to see anybody, not being able to talk to anybody, not being able to have that communication. Like, that that's a torture method. And it is used by, like, the army. And it is used in, like, extreme circumstances. Like, they won't even let people in jail anymore be in lockdown isolation 24 hours a day because it's against human rights. I mean, when I was working at the jail, 
um, right after I left. No, right before I left. Sorry, that was a few years ago. Right before I left, they had, the inmates had taken the jail to court and uh, won because some of these inmates were in lockdown 23 and a half hours a day. They had no human, like they could speak to the doors, but that really, that's, that's not sufficient enough. Like, let's just face it. Humans are social creatures. They need to see other people's faces. They need to see, they need to be around other people. You can't just speak through a door. Um, but yeah, they won against the jail, the system that being in lockdown 23 half an hours a day, regardless of the fact that you're like one of the most dangerous offenders, or if you're in there for your safety, it's not sufficient enough. So they actually had to change their programming. And now this is what we're expecting people who are just the regular average Joe law abiding citizen to do. And we are seeing, oh my goodness, the amount of cases of things like suicide and drug drug use and alcohol use and all these things that are just absolutely going to the roof, going to the roof, because the media is lying to us, just like the ministry is lying to the people that Lord Voldemort isn't back and that Harry and Dumbledore are completely insane spreading these constant lies because they don't want to believe that it's real. I mean, obviously these people who are spreading the lies know it's not real. Um, they're just doing it like the modern day robber barons to shut everything down, to usher in the NYO, which they are telling us is happening, which they are also denying it. And it's just so interesting to see that they'll issue, you know, something in the news and then too many people catch on and then they'll just go ahead and deny it because they know, people are starting to wake up. So they're trying so hard to gaslight people and make them think that they're crazy. It's unreal. And it's so disappointing and it's so painful to watch um, society kind of collapse in on itself because they're scared. They're scared. They don't, they don't want to face the realities and uh, work together in the aggregate and instead keep believing what they're told. And in the end, it's going to be hurting them. Like, I mean, you know, like chapter, like I, like I watched the movie last night too of Harry Potter and like the movie, like they just, the ministry side tries so hard to repress Voldemort and the fact that he's back that it literally leads to like people like in the inmates escaping from Azkaban that they're blaming Sirius Black for. It leads to the Dark Lord, like, rising and, like, starting to kill people and, like, making people disappear. That, like, it's becoming a really big problem. That when they finally see it and finally realize it's happening, like, they don't understand the shit show they've got on their hands. That the Ministry finally is just like, oh my god, he's real. He's back. It's like, well, we tried to tell you. We tried to tell you. Like, it's great you finally realize this now. But, like, the damage is done, yo. Like, if you would have believed this before, and if you would have, like, actually went on your way to, like, help us before, we could have squashed this bug and moved on a long time ago. But you guys were fucking stubborn. You had to have it your way. You didn't want to listen. You didn't want to deal with it. You just thought that this was some power-tripping Dumbledore who was trying to take over your position at the ministry and you put your power and your ego ahead of yourself. And now we're all in some really big trouble and you guys don't fucking understand how big of trouble we're actually in here. 
And this is going to be worse than last time because, um, yeah, there's, there's bigger, bigger things at play here. And yeah, you don't, you don't, it's just, oh, it's just bad. It's just bad. But yeah, it's just interesting stuff, really interesting stuff. And we are in quite an interesting time. And I just hope moving forward that we can start reconnecting and start really um, putting our foot down and saying enough is enough. Um, tired of being abused, tired of being hurt. Um, I did see Dr. Shabab in Saskatchewan a couple weeks ago. Was it a week ago? I think it was about a week ago. Um, put out this news release that he wanted people to snitch on their neighbors. He wanted people to snitch on their neighbors so that they could start finding people so that people would start, start taking this seriously. And I do hold a lot of hope out for some, you know, of society because I did see in um, a lot of the normie groups, like buy and sells, things like that, that people were starting to share that I'm not going to be snitching. If, if it's in your best interest to be like moving forward and uh, having a healthy community because like nothing against the state. But they're not going to be the ones that you call when your tire has your, your car has a flat tire. They're not going to be the ones that you call when you have no means to shovel your sidewalk and they're going to come shovel it for you. Otherwise, the city is going to fine you or you don't, you know, so you don't fall down and slip and break a hip or something. They're not going to be the ones. The state is not going to be the ones that you're going to be calling if you need a babysitter. Okay. Like, and I know like some neighbors just suck and they're just shitty people, but like, there's also a lot of good people out there too. And it's like, you can rat your neighbor out to the state for having six people or seven people for having their Christmas festivities. But remember, like you burn that bridge and then you're going to be alone and being alone in this world when we were built to be individual expressions of a collective consciousness is not a good thing you don't want that and it's like we all you know well, do it for the greater good yeah but what actually is the greater good though the greater good is being able to support your neighbor and love your neighbor and like you know like if they're sick bring them soup and like help them pay their bills if they're having problems or them doing that same thing to you vice versa you know and i think you know like like Storybooks and stuff have a whole lot of things to share. And I think we need to do a lot more reading and really analyzing the allegories that are going on in a lot of these fairy tales that we think are fairy tales that have a lot of application to real day life. Um, and start really taking in those, those lessons to be learned. Because, I mean, ancient people spoke in, like, things like poems and stories and, you know, things like that for a reason. They love to tell stories. There's a reason for that. Those stories had lessons. And I think this book series has a really big amount of lessons that people should really be paying attention to. Because uh, if not, you're just a house elf. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I like house elves. Like, you guys are house elves. So, um yeah that's that's here i'm just gonna pop in here and i'll put the place that you can download these books for free or if you have money please support the author as always if you cannot afford it um i mean it, it, get to get your hands on it for free but if you can't afford it always try and purchase from the author to help them as well because i mean they did put you know effort and time into creating something for you <clears throat> to enjoy 
libgen.as. You can go over there and uh, grab those books, uh, those, uh, what's the word? And then, oh, here. One second, I'm going to grab this movie site for you. Why can't I find it now? Here we go. And then I'll also put the uh, link to a free website where you can go watch the movies as well. And again, same thing. Um, if you can afford to buy the movie or rent it or whatever, it helps keep that money flowing and people putting move food in their mouths and keeping their bills paid and et cetera, et cetera, until such a point in time where we can move past that and uh, start looking as money as, you know, a tool rather than a religion or just get do away with money at all and do things out of the, the kindness and goodness of our hearts um, without being forced to do things. But yeah, those are the two websites you guys can definitely check out. Um, things to think about tonight, just uh, feel free to grab the book to start reading. I, I can guarantee you they're so worth it. Um, especially if we're not even allowed to visit friends and family right now, or heck, if you just don't want to because, you know, you, you believe in this whole thing and you'd rather just do what the government says, I strongly recommend that you read those books and uh, just kind of start thinking, start pondering, uh, start asking yourself questions like, how relevant is this? Like, it's, it's pretty relevant, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to pop off for this evening. Thank you to everybody that listened. Um, I will catch you guys again next week. I'm going to be doing my shows at 6 o'clock my time. I don't even know what my time is. It switches between mountain and central. Um, I think I'm mountain time in the summer and central and in winter, but I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on that. Saskatchewan doesn't tame, change their time like all these other psychos that just change their time thinking that it's going to fix something. You guys are a bunch of psychos. <laughs> Get it offended as you like. that. That's strange, you guys. That's weird. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep it around this time, so I think this is a good time. Do it for an hour. Hoping to have some guests on soon to uh, spice up things a little bit. And I think uh, next week we're going to be talking about dreams. because I've been doing a lot of work into dreams and stuff lately. And uh, there's been a lot of things going on as of late that nothing in my life comes as a coincidence, especially books. When books just turn up in my life, there's it's usually relevant to the points at hand. And uh, I'll talk about just kind of dreaming and stuff next week. Um, cause there's even a bunch of stuff about dreams and Harry Potter too, but I wanted to get these other things kind of out of the way. So I will catch you guys again next week and I hope you have a very happy Thursday. Stay safe, stay warm and help a neighbor out if you can. And you scratch their bugs, they'll scratch yours. Make that community, build those contracts and all will be okay. Talk to you later. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.